Thank you so much, audience. Appreciate you being here today. And those of you viewing by way of television or the Internet, however you're watching, you know, it's amazing. People watch the program on their telephone now. That's amazing to me. Uh, someone come up to Brother Copeland and I a couple of years ago during one of the Believers Conventions here in Fort Worth and said, Brother Copeland, Brother Jerry, if I'd have told you 25 years ago I'll be watching the convention on my telephone, what would you have thought? Oh, man, that sounds like Buck Rogers or something, you know? Uh, it's amazing the way that people can receive the Word today, the way that we can get the Word out to people. And we appreciate all of you that are watching by whatever means you're doing so. And thank you for watching the broadcast today. We've been talking about over the last two weeks, free at last, our freedom that was bought and paid for through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. We're going to continue talking about that today and next week as well. So make your plans to be with us. And of course, you don't have to end next week. Just keep watching week after week because every week we teach you how to become the winner in life that God has called you to be through His Word. Praise God. So once again, we're talking about free at last. And uh, I want to remind you, uh, those of you that have been watching, that we began the study from John chapter 8. Jesus said, If the Son therefore shall make you free, then you shall be free indeed. Another translation said, unquestionably free. Another translation said, free through and through. So that tells us that God wants us to be totally free, spirit, soul, body, socially, financially, our freedom covers the entire spectrum of human existence. Praise God. Isn't that exciting? Now let's go to Galatians chapter five. We ended our broadcast last week from Galatians five. And I want to read verse one once again, stand fast therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. And please note that that is past tense. We're not going to one of these days get free. Christ hath made us free. And it's our responsibility to stand fast in that freedom. In other words, Jesus is saying, now, I've already taken care of your freedom. I took care of that at the cross 2,000 years ago. The work has been done. Now, you just exercise your God-given authority over the devil, and you enjoy that freedom. You enforce that freedom. He says, stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. In other words, once Christ has set us free, then why would you ever want to go back in bondage? Right. You know, I don't understand that. I, I, you know, I've met people over the years now, as I've said many times, uh, you know, particularly this year, 2014, I'm in my 45th year of walking with the Lord, preaching the gospel around the world. I, I can't even imagine going back to that old life. I can't imagine. Can you, can you picture Jerry Savelle with a cigarette or a cigar hanging out of his mouth? And I used to be that way. You know, my dad worked on cars. He worked on wrecked cars. And the top shelf in my dad's snap-on tool chest was reserved for his cigars and his cigarettes. And I watched one hang out of his mouth when he worked on a car. In fact, he carried two cigars in one pocket and a pack of cools regular in the other. And he went through them through every day, you know. And so I'm growing up, you know, wanting to be like my daddy, work on cars like my daddy. So when I got my first job 
let's see, my first painting body shop job, uh, not, not the first time I ever worked in one, but I'm talking about after Carol and I got married and, and uh, you know, I'm providing for a, a wife now. My first painting body shop job was at Harder Lincoln Mercury in Shreveport, Louisiana. And we wore green uniforms, Harder Lincoln Mercury, Jerry. And right under Jerry was a pack of Winstons. And over here was a couple of Roy Tan cigars, just like my daddy. Wow. I grew up to be just like my daddy, you know. And I had those things hanging out of my mouth every time I worked on a car. Now, I can't imagine. What would you think of me if I walked in here and got ready to teach and lit up cigarette and, you know, and <laughs> while I'm teaching, puff off that thing? I can't even imagine. I can't believe I ever did it, much less imagine going back to it. Yes, yes. Amen? Well, you know, Jesse DePlanis, my, my little brother Jesse, uh, he, he, was, he did drugs and drank alcohol, you know. He said he drank a fifth of whiskey a day. I don't know anything about that. And drugs, I've never done one drug in my life. Jesse said he did so many, he went on trips and never left his living room. You know, <laughs> you know but he got delivered. I mean, when he got saved, he got totally delivered of that. I can't even imagine. I know Brother Jesse can't, you know, ever wanting to go back to that, you know? Well, you know, we can identify with the cigarettes or the alcohol or the drugs, but hey, what about poverty? What about sickness and disease? What about lack? Why would we ever want to go back to that? You know, if, if you've found out you've been delivered from it, then why would you ever want to go back to it? Amen. I'm looking in my Bible right here, just as I said that in Galatians chapter three and verse 29, right under verse 29 and between chapter four and verse one, my Bible, I know you can't see it, but it says, do not return to bondage. <laughs> do not return to bondage. That's what the printer put in there. Do not return to bondage. Amen. Amen. So here in Galatians chapter five and verse one, he says, stand fast therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. Now, how would you do that? Let's go back to that example with the cigarettes or the alcohol or the drugs. If there was a temptation to go back to it, how would you stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free? You would resist that temptation right, by right. taking authority over it. Right. Amen? Amen. And, and where does temptation begin? In the mind. The greatest battlefield is not out here. It's between your ears. I wrote a book years ago, The Battle Between Your Ears. You know, that's where the greatest battles are fought, in your mind, your thoughts. So the thought would come, why don't you just go smoke a cigarette again? Get some of the pressure off, you know. Uh, why don't you just go have another drink, you know? Get some of the pressure off. Where does that thought? The mind. Yes, sir. Where did the thought come from? Your adversary, the devil. And what does the Bible tell us? Casting down every imagination, bringing into obedience every thought to the obedience of Christ. In other words, if it doesn't line up with the word, cast it out. See, uh, it's like somebody came to Brother Hagin one time, Kenneth Hagin, and said, uh, Brother Hagin, would you please pray that I will never have another negative thought? He said, if I could pray that for you, I'd pray it for myself. <laughs> and then he gave this illustration. He says, I can't keep the birds from flying over my head, but I can keep them from making a nest in my hair. Amen. 
I can't stop negative thoughts from coming, but I can keep them from residing in my mind. Hallelujah. How? By casting them out. So one of the ways that we stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free is by casting down every thought that is against our freedom. If Satan comes in and says, well, everybody's got to be sick sometime, Mm -hmm. cast that thought down. Well, you know, God won't get mad if you just have one drink. I mean, what's one drink? Cast that thought down. You know, well, you know, now everybody can be rich. Lack's not so bad. Well, you can't take care of your family. You can't give to God like you want to. You know, you're just existing and not really living. Yes, it is bad. Nobody likes lack. Nobody in their right mind likes lack. Amen. There's just so much you can do. Lack means restraint. It means confinement. There's just so much you can do when you lack. And, and you cast down those thoughts. That's where it begins. You cast down those thoughts and then you replace them. See, Paul not only said, cast down what doesn't agree with God's word, but then he also said, and think on these things. So in other words, it's not just casting down a negative thought, it's replacing it with good thoughts from the Word of God. He said, think on things that are true. Yes, sir. Well, where are you going to find truth? Right here. Yes. Hold that book up that's in your lap. That's your book of truth. Hallelujah. Amen. It contains truth. It contains the highest form of reality that exists. Yes, sir. And so we stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free by resisting and casting down thoughts that don't agree with God's Word. So, once again, what is freedom? Freedom is the state of being exempt from the control of another. We are exempt from being under Satan's control. Now, he'll take control if you don't exercise your authority. Amen? If you don't exercise your God-given authority. You know, those of you that uh, are watching, uh, when I talk about authority, well, I'm thinking immediately of the little book that I read by Kenneth Hagin 45 years ago on the authority of the believer. Yes, if you don't have that book, you contact Kenneth Hagin Ministries and get it. The authority of the believer. Learn how to exercise your God-given authority. Yes. It's life-changing. Yes. And so that's what he's talking about here when he says, stand fast in that liberty. In other words, to do that, you're going to have to exercise your God-given authority. Jesus gave you authority over the devil. Hallelujah. Amen. You have authority over the devil. Now look at verse 13. For brethren, you have been called unto liberty. I love that. You have been called unto liberty. Now I'm a minister of the gospel. I was called to preach the gospel by God. And the Bible says that my calling was from the foundation of the earth. My calling was before I was even conceived in my mother's womb. Now, I didn't hear about that calling until November of 1957 at a family reunion in Oklahoma City, my grandmother's home. While I'm watching Oral Roberts on television, I heard the call of God. Now, that's not when the call was, was, was pronounced. It was pronounced from the foundation of the earth before I was ever conceived in my mother's womb. I didn't hear about it 
till November of 1957. I didn't heed it or answer it or yield to it until February of 1969. Amen? You understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. But I was called. You know what called means? Separated. I was separated. See, I I do this because God separated me to do it. Now, prior to that, I was a pain body man. I worked on wrecked cars. Loved every minute of it. It it, it was what I loved doing. It was my profession. It's where I had expertise, you know. But it was Jerry Savelle's dream or calling. It wasn't God's calling for me. And once I found out what God wanted me to do, God's calling for my life and surrendered to it, then from that moment, I didn't see myself as I saw myself before. I have a calling on my life. And that calling separated me to do what I have been doing for the last 45 years. Now, could I leave the ministry if I wanted to? Of course, even though I'm called, but I could leave. I could just wake up one morning and say, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. That'll never happen. (laughs) My mama didn't raise a fool. Amen. (laughs) I mean, I could though. I have a will. God's not going to violate my own will. So I'm called to preach, which means I've been separated to do this. However, every child of God has a calling. Every born again believer has a calling and that calling is liberty. Look at your neighbor and say, I have a calling on my life. life. See, now it makes it stronger than just a choice. You know, your choice is involved. You choose to do what God wants you to do. You choose to, to live in the liberty wherewith Christ has made you free. But now it takes on a stronger meaning. I'm called to do this. I am called to live free. Amen. I'm called to be free from Satan's bondage. Why? Because me fulfilling my calling to be free brings glory to God. Not only does it bring glory to God, it affects my life, but it also affects others who see me live free. Hallelujah. Amen. My life as a minister affects a lot of people. A lot of people look at me and the way I live and, and fulfilling my calling, and it is influential in their lives. Well, I'm called to be free. And when people see you living in the freedom, particularly when they're not enjoying freedom and you are, and you continue to live that way, eventually they're going to want to know, how are you doing this? That's when you get to teach them about the man who set you free, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of the living God. Amen. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm called to be free. free. Amen. So we stand fast in this liberty. We treat it as a calling, praise God. We're called to be free. We need to look at ourselves right now the way Jesus does. And he sees us free. Now, if you're not enjoying freedom, then it's time to take a stand. Amen. It is time to take a stand. You know, I I keep going back to the civil rights movement because it's so vivid, uh, such a vivid example of what I'm talking about here. When people began to learn that they had certain rights and liberties and freedoms that all men, regardless of the color of a man's skin, were to enjoy, then finally somebody stood up and said, no more. 
Amen. Amen. The little woman that refused to move to the back of the bus. That's right. Bless her darling heart. Yes. Amen. What a brave soul yes. who said, wait a minute. I can sit anywhere on this bus that I desire. You can't make me sit in the back because of the color of my skin. Come on. Now she's the one that really got this thing going. The others came on board, but she's the one. Somebody had to take a stand. And when she did, it created an entire movement. And finally, people began to stand up and say, you cannot tell me that I can't live in this neighborhood because of the color of my skin. You can't tell me that I can't have a certain job making X number of dollars because of the color of my skin. You can't tell me where I can sit. You can't tell me where I can live. You can't tell me where I can eat. You can't tell me what I can or cannot eat. I am free. Amen. 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 Somebody had to take a stand. Well, it's the same way with you as a believer. You're free. I said you're free. Praise God. Amen. You have been made free. You are called to live free. Now, when are you going to tell the devil, I'm not going to the back of the bus again? Amen. Amen. He can't tell you where you can live or can't live. Amen. I had a, a friend, he's, he's, he's in heaven now, but years ago, uh, when he was, many years ago, when he was just a little boy, his dad was an alcoholic, a mean man. You know, people get, people are mean. Some people are just mean, but some people get meaner when they drink, you know, and, and this man was an alcoholic, very abusive to his family, his wife, his children. And this little boy grows up with a father that is extremely abusive and an alcoholic, consumes all his money on alcohol. The family is just barely getting by, just existing because of the way he lives. And one day, the, the, this father was a paint contractor. And one day, uh, his father takes this little boy out to help him on a job. And they drive down this street in this beautiful, exclusive neighborhood. They come to an intersection. The little boy sitting in the cab of the pickup truck on the passenger side. He leans forward because there's a hill here, a big hill with a beautiful house right on the top of that hill. And he leans forward in the cab of this truck so he can look up there. And when his daddy sees him looking at it, he looks up there to see what he's looking at. He rears back and slaps this kid across the face and says, sit down, boy. Don't be looking up there. You'll never live in something like that. You're trash. You're going to wind up just like me, alcoholic, have nothing, be nothing. He heard that every day of his life. Years later, he's sitting in a bar, drunk, living just like his daddy as a young man. He's sitting in the bar and his testimony was this. Jesus walked into that bar, sat right down next to me and said, you don't have to live this way anymore. Follow me. And that man got up pushed the glass away and made Jesus the Lord of his life was totally delivered and began going to church. And shortly after that, he heard a man by the name of Kenneth Copeland preaching about redeemed from the curse and the blessing of Abraham. I worked for brother Copeland back then when this all happened, when brother Copeland, this young man got to meet brother Copeland in a meeting and he told him his testimony 
when Brother Copeland came home, he said to me, I want you to send this man every tape I have. This is back in reel-to-reel days. He said, send him every message I have recorded and don't charge him for it. Send it to him. So this man started listening to those tapes just like I did. This is my story. That's how I began to learn these things, listening to those tapes of Kenneth Copeland, Kenneth Hagin, Oral Roberts. And this man got a hold of the Word of God, got a hold of truth. You continue in the Word, you'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Later, after I left Brother Copeland's organization, I'm preaching, been out there for a number of years, I meet this man. I knew of him, but I didn't really know him well, and I, I meet him. And uh, he decides that he wants me to ordain him in the ministry. He believes the call of God's on his life. I'll ordain him. A year later, he invited me to come to his church. And he said, uh, and when you get here, I have a special request, but I'll wait and tell you when you get here. I said, okay. So I preached one morning in his church and we're going to go to lunch afterwards and then come back for the evening service. He said, we're having lunch at my house. And what I want you to do is dedicate my house. He said, but would you ride in the car with me? I said, sure. And so we go through this neighborhood. We stop at this intersection. He said, would you mind moving up where you can look up that hill right there? And he told me the story, what happened to him as a little boy. He said, you see that house right up there? I said, yes, sir. He said, uh, uh, this is where my daddy told me I'd never amount to anything, where he told me that I'd be an alcoholic the rest of my life. I'd be a nobody. I'd have nothing. Slapped me across the face and told me not even to look at a place like that. He said, Brother Jerry, that's the house you're going to be dedicating today. Isn't that awesome? Praise God. Isn't that an awesome story? Wow, that blessed me so much. What happened? He found out he had a right to be free. And from that moment, he's made a stand and told the devil, don't tell me where I'm going to sit. Don't tell me where I can or cannot live. Don't tell me what kind of car I can drive. Don't tell me whether I can be sick or well. Don't tell me anything because you're a liar. The truth is not in you. This is my bill of rights and I'm going to walk in it for the rest of my life. Hallelujah. Amen. And that can happen. That can be the story of any person who will dare get a hold of the word of God and stand for it. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you fired up this morning? Are you fired up in this studio? Are you fired up watching out there? I hope you are because you have a right to enjoy every freedom that the New Testament says is yours. I want to challenge you before we leave. Galatians chapter 3, verse 29 says that if you be Christ, if you belong to Christ, then you're Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 28, the first 13 verses, and read your Bill of Rights. All of those blessings belong to you, praise God. Get to know them and then stand up and enforce them. I want you to know you have a right to live free. You have a right to be blessed. You have a right to be highly favored. You have a right to be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. Praise God. Think on that while you watch this special announcement, and I'll be back in just a moment.
Are you struggling under oppression or trying to break bad habits? Well, you can be free at last. Oppression has a way of making you feel absolutely helpless, struggling to make it through each day. In Free at Last from Oppression, Jerry Savelle teaches the truth about your situation and how Jesus paid the price for your freedom. Habits can bring you down or take you to the top. Success results from good habits. Addictions result from bad. In Free at Last from Old Habits, you can find freedom from old habits that seem impossible to break. Also included in this set is the CD teaching from Jerry Savelle, Opinions, Attitudes, and Outlooks, Vital Keys to a Bright Future. In this revealing message, Jerry Savelle will teach you the vital keys needed to produce God's blessing in your life. You can live blessed in victory and success. Don't wait. Request this powerful trio today. Free at last from oppression. Free at last from old habits. And opinions, attitudes, and outlooks. Call or visit jerrysavelle.org now. Put an end to oppression and bad habits and be free at last today. My, my, what a great time we've had in the Word today. I trust you're as fired up as I am. I love talking about freedom. More than that, I enjoy living in freedom. And that can be your testimony as well. Let me remind you of our special resources, our special free at last package that's available to you today. Let me encourage you to order it just as quickly as you possibly can. Two books, Free at Last from Oppression and Free at Last from Old Habits. This is an important book. You know, your habits can either make you or break you. Bad habits keep you bound. Good habits can set you free. We talk about how habits are formed, and we talk about the habits that the Word of God teaches us that we need to incorporate in our lives. So these are powerful little books. You can read them. I mean, you could read these, both of them, in a matter of a day. And then right along with it, three CDs, Opinions, Attitudes, and Outlooks, Vital Keys to a bright future, praise God. That's what Jesus bought and paid for through His shed blood. Not only that you might live free today, but that you might enjoy a bright future, free all the days of your life. Amen. I'm going to ask the audience here to join hands. We're going to pray for you. I want to pray uh, for those of you that may be bound with sickness or disease or, or, or uh, addictive habits you know, drugs, alcohol. I want to pray over that right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray in this audience for all of our viewing audience today. Your word says that if any two of us shall agree as touching anything we ask, it shall be done for us. We're praying for their deliverance. We're praying for their freedom to manifest. Jesus has already bought and paid for it. Now we're praying for the manifestation of it in their lives. I pray for healing. I pray for deliverance. I pray for deliverance of drugs and alcohol. I pray for deliverance of perversion and wickedness and pray for deliverance of pornography and, and anything that has anyone in this viewing audience bound. We pray against that devil that has got them bound. We bind him with our authority in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we pray for those that are sick and and dealing with infirmities. Your word says that by the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. So we pronounce the healing of the Lord Jesus over your body right now. We pray for your mind that you'll be free from depression and oppression and mental torment in the name of Jesus. And everybody say amen. 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 Now you just lift your hands and you begin to rejoice in your freedom. Don't forget to order the resources the number is on the screen, or you can log on to our website 
And please remember that the Son has made you free. Say it out loud. The Son has made you free, and you are free indeed. Praise God. We'll see you again next week. 